0: Get champagne. champagne, get the Chardonnay ready high, cause I was oh, getting oh, hot. You know what happens when the get gets hot. we happens. Like, like it's like 2000. 2006, 2006 again. 2006. You know this yes. ain't newest, we the truest red birds in our hearts. So many pennies, we should hang them from the arch. I love my birds on my chest, I love my birds on my hat. As long as that bird read, I'ma put it on my bat. I love my birds on my chest, I love my birds on my back. As
3: long as that bird read, I'm going to wear it on my hat, Yep. Yeah. Chambers, you my boy. Yeah, birds, it is. Boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After from the Michelob Ultra Studios. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, Burkett, the Plowhawks on the ones and twos. Uh, Ken Strode is out at the uh, Hubbard board meeting, I think, for the Seattle Cluster. And uh, KG and O-Town is in the Horton Watkins Studios. It is my pleasure to introduce to this audience... Uh, a friend of Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, one of my favorite people to talk Cardinal Baseball with. He's now going to be a regular on TMA and a Thursday regular on Balloon Party. And he's kind enough to get up early in San Francisco after working late. It's 7-10 there, and here we are with John... Denton from MLB.com. Morning, John. Hey,
4: Tim. How are you? Doing I am great.
3: Wonderful. Thank you for getting up so early. I know you might say, ah, I'm happy to do it, but I let me t- I wouldn't do it. I just want you to know I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I
4: had, I had uh, second thoughts when that alarm went off, yeah. I've got to admit. <laughs> yeah,
3: and, and, then, and then it's like we're not even on time for you. Way to, way to introduce you to the show. What a bunch of clowns. Um, hey, last night, uh, sometimes you, you run into these games where – uh, you get a good starting pitching performance, as the Cardinals certainly did, as Montgomery was dodging bullets early on, in part due to uh, Donovan's outstanding play at third. Uh, and then a pitcher that you wouldn't necessarily has the kind of performance that Cobb did last night for the Giants shuts the team down. But when it's put into the context of where the team is right now in the standings at 9-14, and 14, with some offensive issues uh, over the course of the season... I think that just adds fuel to the fire from Cardinal fans, who I feel like are starting to wonder if they might have a problem. Even though I was watching the post game, and I know that Olimar Mulk and, and Paul Goldschmidt both conveyed confidence. Uh, you were in that clubhouse. What is your analysis?
4: Yeah, you know, Tim, it, it's but you're beginning to wonder. You know, is this is this something that's going to be around a while? Because it's not early anymore. This, you know, we're we're a month into this and. The struggles don't seem to be going away. You know, when the Cardinals pitch, they don't hit. When they hit, they don't pitch. Uh, You know, neither side's really inspiring a lot of confidence in the other right now. Uh, They don't seem to be a team that's playing with an edge. They don't seem to be a team that's playing with confidence. I mean, I truly think they'll go out tonight and score eight runs uh, and win the night's game. But but when can they put two wins in a row together? You know, it's, it's only happened twice this season. Yeah. Uh, they there just seems to be a lot of a lot of shakiness on both sides of the play with the you know the pitching and the hitting so they need some kind of spark definitely. Uh, Nolan Arenado took yesterday off. he said he'll be back in the Atlanta today. They need somebody to wake that clubhouse up right now.
3: so that was just a day off. There isn't any potential lingering issue as far as health that might have factored into that for example, I know Machado sat out over the weekend for the Padres, and they said he's been dealing with a back situation, but then he was back in the lineup. Is is there anything of concern with Arnauto? Because it's not like he is necessarily uh, off to a great start himself.
4: Yeah, you know, it, he's totally healthy. Uh, this was something that was booked in, you know, before the trip even started. They they asked him, you know, when do you want to take a day off? When, when would it work best? And this was, this was set up, uh, you know, before they even left St. Louis. Uh, you know, I, I got there early yesterday, at 2:30, Nolan was already in the cage hitting, you know, hitting bombs. He uh, was working with with the hitting coaches, taking early batting practice. Uh, they feel like if they they can give him and Goldschmidt days off, it'll pay off in the long run. But, you know, Nolan Nolan's the guy that's obsessed with hitting. Uh, he's not in a good place right now. You know, Goldie's not really swinging it well right now. So they're both trying to find it and. You know, I I said this last year during the playoffs, and I'll say it again. If those two guys don't hit, they're not going to win. You know, they can get a lot of other things to go right. They've got to have four and five, you know, three and four hit the ball. Uh, Goldsmith batted second last night. Um, Nolan Gorman's been batting third, and then then Arenado's still fourth. But if Arenado and Goldschmidt don't hit the ball, they're just not going to win. John Denton
3: is our guest. He's going to be with us every Tuesday here on TMA starting today. You are welcome. With any questions or comments you may have for him, text in the EDF group text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. And John is with us every Thursday on Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. A couple of statistics, very simple statistics, but I want to get your perspective on it because you mentioned when they hit, they don't pitch. And when they pitch, they don't hit. Uh, At least that has been the case for the most part through the early portion of the season. The Cardinals have 39 runs in four games. Uh, After that, they are averaging, and and two of those were in Colorado. One was in the opener against the Blue Jays, and one was against a guy who was DFA'd less than 24 hours later. Um, So they're averaging 3.42 runs in the other uh, 19 games. As far as what is going on offensively, because we knew the starting pitching was going to be a question mark going in, and we'll talk about that momentarily. Offensively, uh, what stands out to you outside of the issues in converting opportunities when runners are in scoring position, and what do the guys on the team say about the issues that they are having offensively? Yeah, you know,
4: Tim, the the, the offense is more... Puzzling to me, like like you said, like we knew they didn't have a, a true ace. We knew there was going to be some pitching pitching issues, uh, but you know the, the the inability to string anything together. They don't seem to be putting pressure on the other side. Uh, you know, part of that they're they're playing from behind the whole time, so they're not really running bases. But you know, I want to see Lars Nootbaar lay down a butt down the third baseline. I want to see Brendan Donovan go the other way. Uh, like they can't get three and four hits right now in a row. Uh, you know, it seems like when they when they all hit, they score runs, and, and then they their games when none of them hit. So, uh, you know, it's 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 get, getting things going. It's getting somebody on base. It's scoring early in the games, and when they score early in the games, they usually win. Uh, you know, other than Saturday night, uh, that was kind of a meltdown. But they're they're having trouble stringing stuff together. And, and you know, we talked about from spring training. They thought this was going to be one of their deepest lineups since two thousand four, and Right now, they just can't put three and four and five hits in a row. They can't, you know, rattle the other pitcher. Uh, Even against Luis Castillo the other night, a a good night. They scored two early runs. They left six on base in the first three innings. They should have knocked him out of that game even earlier. So, you know, putting pressure on the defense, stringing things together has just been a a big-time issue so far.
3: With regards to the outfield, I think that was something that I think people thought, especially with Walker's spring, was going to be a strength. But – Watching each game and seeing when the lineup is posted, um, the outfield doesn't necessarily strike me as having anybody who you know is going to be in there. I suppose now that Newtbar is back, he is perhaps the most consistent appearance in the outfield. And then I would say it's actually Burleson, uh, at least since Newtbar has come back. Is there a clear outfield, or is this just going to be the way that Marmol is going to operate throughout the course of the season or until three emerge?
4: Yeah, you know he has he has five outfielders trying to keep them all healthy, trying to keep them all uh, happy and in the lineup. So I think he's going to keep revolving them. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, they were hoping originally they thought okay well, they could use the DH for one of those spots to kind of alleviate the headaches. But Nolan Gorman's been their best hitter, so he's taken over the DH spot. And you know they've got to find a way to get Tyler O'Neill going. Uh, Tyler O'Neill has to find a way to get himself going. Tyler O'Neill is not taking good at bats right now, not very, very many good swings. Uh he had a ball back up the middle for an RBI on Sunday, but it had been forever before he'd done that. I you know, I think he has two RBIs all season with runners in scoring position. Uh Tyler O'Neill is too good, too talented to be struggling like this. Uh you know, last season was a struggle. Now it it's more of the same and you know, he, he has the talent to be one of those anchor guys, one of those hit in the middle of the order type guys and you know, we're going on a year and a half now of him not being that guy, and you know, if they were to make a move, I I could see Tyler being the guy that you know that 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 maybe they look to move if you know if they hit that point at some point. But you know, Tyler's got to get going. This, he's a better player. He's far more gifted than than this. Uh, so you know, I I think right now there's a lot of You know, eyes on him to kind of get going and and be one of those everyday
3: outfielders. Uh, And then with regards to the pitching, we talked about we knew that there there were going to be question marks going in. If my math is correct, it's four quality starts in 23 games. Uh, Got one uh, here last night as Montgomery was able to battle through. Um, With regards to the starting pitching, uh, how would you analyze where it is at this moment? I realize Woodford is a uh, temporary situation, and it hasn't gone particularly well. But what about uh, what we've seen from Montgomery, which has been pretty good, minus one start, certainly has been good, uh, Michaelis, um, and then in addition to Jack Flaherty, who uh, battled through early trouble and Steven on Sunday, and then Steven Matz. Yeah, you know, uh,
4: Montgomery has three of the four quality starts. Um, uh, Jack Flaherty has the other one that came on Sunday. Um, it just you know to be to be this deep into the season to only have four quality starts and, and one guy has three of them you know that just does not speak well of your organization uh, of your pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Jim, their biggest problem is they can't finish off hitters. They're they're one of the worst teams in the league with two strikes. Uh, I think they've given up ten home runs with two strikes. That's second worst in the league the batting average they're giving up with two strikes is, is the worst in the league. You know, they're right down there with the Oakland A's, which, you know, just totally rebuilding and not even trying. So right. uh, they've got to figure out a way to, to, to finish off hitters. Uh, you know, Steven Matz was pitching a great game the other night. And he grooves the ball one, two, right down the middle. Uh, he grooves another pitch. Oh, two. Uh, you know, that, that can't happen. The, the, that staff is too intelligent to, you know, to keep, making those kind of mistakes. They've got to figure out a way to, to finish off hitters. They're, they're getting ahead in counts, and and then they're losing guys and, and groove balls right down the middle. So, you know, Stephen Matz has to make improvement in that area. Miles Michaelis is the worst in the league with two strikes as far as batting average surrendered. So those are guys who've done it before. They're not young guys. They're not rookies. They've got to make improvements in that area.
3: When a team is underachieving and you start to get to a point in the season when – Uh, You go, okay. well, maybe maybe there's a little more to this than we initially start. You can't say it's the first week or two of the season here as you approach a month in. Naturally, uh, people start to look for explanations. And one of the things that will happen, uh, whether it's right or wrong, is the manager. Um, And I know you're in there and you're talking with Ali Marmol on on a regular basis, both before games and after games. What is your perspective on Marmol, where things are there, and the state of the clubhouse?
4: You know, I, I think Ollie has the utmost confidence in this team. He, 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 he is steadfast that they're going to turn it around, that they're going to hit. And he's even said to me a couple times, he's like, you know, when they're struggling, what are you going to say? What are you going to tell Brendan Donovan to try harder? Are you going to tell Nolan Arenado to swing harder? Like... You know, it, 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 he, it, they're doing all the right things. They're playing all the right numbers. It's just not adding up right now. And, you know, I, I, I do believe this team has total confidence in Ali Marmol. I think he knows they're going to hit. He knows they're going to they're gonna win games. You know, history says they're going to win games. And I, I don't think he's the problem at all. You know, I, I think he does things the right way. Uh, players know that he has their backs. Uh, he's not the issue. Obviously, Twitter is, is heading that direction. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of Ali hate on, on Twitter right now. But uh, this is the same guy that that won 93 games last year. So he thinks they're going to win eventually. Some point, you know, that's got to happen though. You know, you can't just keep saying that they're going to do it. You know, at some point they've got to put it all together. And you know, this team, it, you know, if this team wants to save its season, if they want to save its manager, they better start winning now.
3: Uh, that is John Denton with us here MLB.com is where you can read him and he's going to be with us every Tuesday on TMA, every Thursday on balloon party on 101 ESPN recommended follow for your cardinal coverage on Twitter John denton MLb.com John thanks so much for getting up early with us here and talking it over. we
4: appreciate it. You're the best Tim thanks so much. Oh, I couldn't
3: agree with him more there. I couldn't agree with him more oh, nice yeah that's 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 the that's that now he understands this program uh, that's uh, that's huge John Denton MLB com. I, I, kinda sh- I, I like He kind of shoots straight, yep. and he's not from here. Maybe that helps. I don't know. But uh, I don't. The, the, Plowhawk, you've been where you are, and you get banty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn to KG and O-Town on this one. KG and O-Town, do you feel like the, the, the concern level on the Cardinals, how would you observe it?
2: I I agree with you. I think people are using some past success to kind of just assume that things are going to come around, but like you said, we're not a it's not the first week, it's not the second week. We've got a, a pretty s- a larger sample size now. I don't think it's jumping to conclusions or prisoner of the moment. I think there's some trends that are alarming.
3: I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm surprised by it and I still I mean, you look at the pod, Padres have scored even less runs than the Cardinals, the Padres have on paper anyway. Which you'd have to think is one of the best lineups in baseball. Right now, Tatis has only been back for four or five games, but still, I mean, the Padres have scored uh, 92 runs over the course of 24 games. They're 500. Cardinals are at 104 runs, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I pulled that that number there that in four games the Cardinals have scored 39 runs. So that's four games, 39 runs. Keep in mind, one was the opener against the Blue Jays, and that's Alex Manoa. That's legit. Two are in Colorado, and one was against Madison Baumgartner. Then you have 19 other games in which they've averaged 3.25 runs. That's eye-opening. Now, if you're the Rays and you have a ridiculous pitching staff, and the Rays, for the record, are doing, I mean, they're 20-3, and and they've allowed 64 runs over 23 games, well, then that's going to work for you. But in the Cardinals' case, the Cardinals have allowed uh, 110 runs, and so you break that down over the course of 19 games uh, to compare and contrast with a 3.25 runs per game, uh, you know, you're talking about uh, close to five and a half runs per game that that you're allowing. And so that isn't going to get it done if there is a discrepancy of about two runs outside of when you beat the hell out of a guy who, I don't know when, he's going to reappear in baseball in Madison Bumgarner in Colorado and uh, in the opener. So... It's something that I thought would be better when I saw that lineup, but so far the lineup minus Nolan Gorman um, has not consistently performed, and uh, I still would bet that it's going to. But at this moment, it is, uh, it is, it's eye-opening, it's concerning, it's confusing, and and that's where it is here with uh, 23 games in. What happened to Dylan Carlson? Like he,
1: he he's hitting 205, and he doesn't play. I I I don't get like. If they're going to even use him as trade bait, you got to try to see what you got with him. And if you're not going to, you got to at least try to play him a little bit. Or, I mean, he seems like a guy who's still young enough that needs everyday at bats. I mean, what's he doing kind of floundering around in the bench and he's a pinch runner? I I, I just don't understand what happened to him in six months. That's a weird question. I know there's much more, you know, starting pitching is much more urgent than what happened to one guy, but that's crazy.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think you're not alone in that. And you're questioning what's the long-term plan for Dylan Carlson? Because if it's just what he is now, he's not much value to anybody.
1: Uh, yeah, and that's why, like, Tyroneer, now he's a trade piece. But, like, he's at his lowest value. Even, like, I I, I think you got to get these guys out of a rut and maybe then consider maybe trading them. I'd hate to see, you know, you sell low and then Dylan Carlson comes out to be somebody.
3: Uh, Your thoughts are welcome. 314-881-TMA5. That's the EDF Group text inbox. The most experienced data center and critical facilities service provider in the St. Louis market. Check out the newly revamped website, theedfgroup.com, and take a look at each of the three divisions they have to offer. EDF Group is your one throat to choke for all your critical facilities, data center, commercial, fire alarm. And electrical and IT infrastructure needs to contact the EDF Group. Email fire at theedfgroup.com. Experience the EDF Group difference and learn more at the EDFgroup.com. That is now the sponsor of the text inbox, EDF Group, formerly known as Engineered Design Facilities. Want to optimize your game? Well, this is where Clubhouse Turf comes into play. Just go to clubhouseturf.com or call 314-834-2339. Let them know. Uh, that I sent you their way. Hitting the ball a long way is wonderful, but you can hit a great drive and still get a terrible score. This is where things can be improved with Clubhouse Turf. John Rahm, Max Homa have installed celebrity greens in their backyards, and anyone can put down fake turf and call it a putting green, but if you want a golf green, that puts true and gives you real grass performance when practicing chips, pitches, and bunker shots, the only company to call is Clubhouse Turf. St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Each Clubhouse Turf signature green is unique in design. Whether creating a replica hole like the 12th at Augusta or the 2nd at Bell Reef, Clubhouse Turf can create your own backyard golf experience that your family and friends will enjoy for years to come. Call Clubhouse Turf, St. Louis's exclusive partner of Celebrity Greens. Golf Digest Best in Golf and start improving your game today. Call 314 834 2339 or check it out for yourself at clubhouseturf.com and let them know that TMA sent you their way. Looking for a place for a cocktail this weekend when the doggies are taking on the Timbers uh, or next week when the Cardinals return home to take on Mike Trout and Shohei Otani? Well, we've got the place for you, and that's Maggie O'Brien's in downtown St. Louis. And Sunset Hills, it's Eddie McVeigh and Maggie O'Brien's a long-time, four-decade-old St. Louis Irish Pub owned by a St. Louis family. Eddie McVeigh just did a re-renovation, uh, and it is incredible. The design that they have put in there, and it is a perfect place to go before or after a game in downtown St. Louis or for the pre-party for the dotum in Sunset Hills. It's Maggie O'Brien's Union Station is next to them. Don't forget, we will be having our TMA Day at the ballpark. Get your tickets at tmastl.com. It's $30 plus $12 in Cardinal cash for your concessions at tmastl.com. That's for Wednesday, June 14th uh, Is the Cardinals take on the Giants 12-15 game. We get tickets in Section 128 and 129 for TMA listeners, and they're $30. That's it. Normally $46, and then you add in $12 in concessions, it's $58. You're getting all of this for $30 Dollars, Even if you and your friends hate the show, take advantage of the price. TMASTL.com. That is where you can get it for TMA Day at the ballpark. And you should probably think about it. Plows you like this. I'm looking at a picture in Cardinal Nation. What do we have? Oh, there's Klabes. There's Ricky Horton. Um, there's Skip Carey. Skip. Brad Thomas. Thompson. Uh, Alexa, Dak, and they're giving Lars Bar a big,
1: massive
2: pepper grinder. I saw
1: that. Yeah, I see that too. And, it, and there's a reason why their giveaways are really awesome, and there's a lot of them this year. And it's to mask, you know, what I, I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen to this team, man. Like, when do you sell? Like, I, I just. When do you sell? Well, I, I'm serious because this is. You got to win the division. You're not going to win a wild card with maybe the Mets, the Dodgers, and all those other teams up there. I, I just see if you don't win the division, you're not making the playoffs. Probably right. And, you, and you're seven games out. It's early, but you know once you get to ten or twelve, and you're into May, like when do you decide and who do you decide to get rid of? Wow, that's always what I'm interested in.
3: Well, I mean, it's even if the Cardinals did want to make a move, it's just tough to make a move with a team this early in the season. But if you do theoretically have surplus. The issue is they just don't have surplus right now. On paper, they should have surplus, but at the moment, they don't. And uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. I, maybe I'm just out of out of touch. And I certainly do not spend much time on social media to see. And I don't even know who be, who would be the people actually who would be saying something um, on social media regarding the Cardinals. And, and and I'm not like looking for names per se. It's just that things have kind of changed. Um, and the voices of credible dissent. That's mm-hmm. what I always talked about with Strauss, credible dissent. Um, you know, I just don't feel like they're necessarily there. And I, I just, I think, I, again, I'm not saying that this thing is over by any means, but they have problems with both pitching and hitting. So even if the offense gets right, it's going to have to be really right. And if, the pitching gets right, well, the offense is going to have to come along. And I just don't think that the pitching necessarily has a ceiling where it can carry a team. I think the offense could, but we've been talking about the offense for a while around here. Uh, so, yeah, if you can rake against what was the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates and the 2022 Chicago Cubs and the 2022 Cincinnati Reds and the 2022 Marlins, then that's great. But then when you have to face a, a legitimate you know, Nola-Wheeler combination in the playoffs to see what happens, and then to carry it over to 2023, I wouldn't necessarily say they've been facing world-class pitching, and they've still had some real problems. So I don't know what to make of it. Paul Goldschmidt not having an MVP year and having some semblance of a drop-off would actually be what I would have made a bet on. But that doesn't mean that he would drop off substantially. Don Arnauto, I still think he'll be there when it's all said and done. But the other spots in the lineup were question marks going in and uh, as plowhawk has talked about hope is not necessarily a strategy Uh, you certainly have some guys with high ceilings in that lineup but uh, right now minus Gorman nobody's really uh, even close to them Uh, even if they perform what's the best case Win the division with 91 wins and lose in the first round even if they meet expectations this team is not good enough that's from Turvis Parish. If Dopey is saying sell in April, they're surely going to go on to win the whole damn thing. Boy is never right about anything. That's from Mr. Slave.
1: But the thing is, I didn't say they, they should sell right now. I, my question was, when do you start to? Because obviously, it takes two to tango. You need to find a team that's willing to trade whatever you need, starting pitching, depth, wherever. Um, and I, I'm not saying sell now. I think the team is terrible, but you can't even sell at this point right now because there's no team that's going to trade like you Like terrible, what do you
3: think they wind up with win total? I
1: said 83, and I think I'm sticking with that. I, I, I don't know if that's a terrible team, though, with 83 wins.
3: I think Cardinal oh, fans would, would consider that to be a terrible year. You're 83 and 79. Your so. four games over 500 relative to you know, what most likely would be, but again, who knows? I mean, if you look at the standings, up is down and left is right right now. It's 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 truly upside down. Uh, the American League East is not what you would necessarily expect, and certainly the National League Central is not what you would necessarily expect, and the National League West is not what you would necessarily expect. Um, it's, it's kind of... Chaos at this at this, at this moment, as far as you know, who's in first place in some of these divisions. And as great as the Rays have been, the Orioles are probably uh, the second biggest story uh, over in the American League with what they have done so far. They're they're 15 and seven. If it weren't for the Rays' start and being undefeated at home, by the way, 14 and 0, they really enjoy playing in front of sparse crowds. Uh, that the, the Orioles would be the story. The Orioles actually have the second best record in the American League and third-best record overall in baseball. And guess who has the second-best record? The Pittsburgh Pirates.
2: How about that? Unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah, You're right. Up is down right now.
3: That's that's the thing. So, I mean, do you really think that that's the way that it's going to go? It would be surprising to me, but the Pirates have won seven in a row. Got to see them four games here in St. Louis. I certainly don't see how it's going to happen, but – I think it was Denton who said, you know, they brought in McCutcheon and Santana to work with that young core, and Derek Shelton's got a good thing going there. He's the manager. I realize probably 2% of the people know that. And uh, they extended him, and, and they've got some pitching that's working for them, and and maybe that'll be real. I don't know. I, I can't imagine that, but, you know, here they are at 16 and 7, 23 games into the season. Well, have the design air heating and cooling email today coming up in about seven or eight minutes. On the program, James Carlton is my insurance agent. I would like to recommend him to you. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is in Webster Groves. You call there right now, you're going to talk to somebody right there in the office, and they are going to take wonderful care of you. 310 five-star reviews for James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 for home, for life, for auto. It's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800. Or go online, carltoninsurance.net. He's my insurance agent, and I never thought switching insurance agents would make that big of a deal. It does. I couldn't be happier that I made the move. They make all the difference at James Carlton, 314-961-4800. Or you can go online, at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Dominate adventure with the Tarex family of rugged side-by-sides. The two-passenger Tarex and four-passenger Tarex four recreational side-by-sides deliver the perfect balance of performance and comfort on the trails. The passenger Tarex KRX-1000 and four-passenger Tarex KRX-4-1000 sports side-by-sides are built with next-level capability and power to deliver the adventure of a lifetime. Get your Tarex at Big St. Charles Motorsports, located on I-70 at Cave Springs. That's Big St. Charles Motorsports, a new sponsor here on TMA, just like the fine folks at Longo Big. CD and Doug were in last week, got to know them. I recommend them to you. If you're injured in an accident, things can spiral out of control quickly. You might have medical bills piling up. You might not be able to work or provide for your family, and you're probably getting the runaround from the insurance company you've been talking to. Do not fight this fight alone. C.D. Longo and Doug Biggs of the Longo Biggs Injury Law Firm will take all the complication and hassle out of your injury claim. They will deal with the insurance company and take the fight head on, allowing you to get back to what's important, which is recovering from your injuries. Injury cases can be complex. Each case and accident is different, and every fact is important when building a case. People often wonder how injured victims get large settlements or verdicts, and the short answer is because they're represented by effective and skilled lawyers who understand how to get every dollar out of their case. You will get personal attention, as either Doug or CD will personally handle your case. You'll get to know them just as they will get to know you and every last detail of your case. They are local lawyers who care about the reputation and building relationships with their clients. Go online at longobigs.com. That's L-O-N-G-O-B-I-G-G-S.com. Longo Biggs Injury Law accepts personal injury, wrongful death, brain injury, and other catastrophic injury cases. Remember, the choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. Uh, There it is, Longo Biggs. Designer Heating and Cooling email today is coming your way in a matter of moments. Don't forget, Milagro Tequila, listener of the month. Welcome to a brighter side of tequila with Milagro, sign up at TMASTL.com.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest waterslide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization
3: striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver. Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Uh, if this is KG, thanks for your good work, sir. What does that mean?
2: There was some issue with the podcast. What's
3: going on with the podcast? (laughs) Uh,
2: Jackson and I were kind of tag-teaming it, but from the looks of it, it should be good to go now, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, problem should be solved now. There was an issue with the audio file, but I've, uh... Think I've rectified what happened with the audio file? I don't know. I think it might have been an issue with our podcasting software. I'm not positive. Uh, this is the first time this issue has ever popped up, but I believe it's been tended to. So uh, it's kind of tough with podcasts. So if I tend to an issue, like listeners won't see that I've changed it for like ten minutes or so. So if you've downloaded the episode, maybe undownload it and then uh, undownload it. Yeah, you can. Do that. You can you can delete the episode and then try again here in a second and uh, it should take care of it. So that is the situation. The listener reached out, and I said, I think uh, it should be good.
3: Uh-uh. So. Um, all right, fair enough. We will have the design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day coming up in a matter of moments. Plowhawk, what is this audio that Jackson has set aside, the non-cardinal audio? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, he got biz on the Maple Leafs comeback. I watched a little bit of that. I comeback. watched it.
3: Comeback, I know. I was pulling for Woo. that thing to go seven, and here we go. Leafy, leafy. Love that. Uh, let's take a listen. He freaks out.
1: Oh, yeah. This is actually pretty good. Box some
3: Listen, you're fired up, when you're fired yeah, up. Yeah, I'm fired up, buddy. You're fired up
2: for a reason because yesterday I think we all saw <laughs> we that Edmonton could come back. You guys can you take didn't off. Believe. You guys can leave. <laughs> you didn't believe that Toronto could come back.
1: They were dead now. to rights. They looked terrible. The core four was non existent. But what happens sometimes is, you know, when you play that finesse game, you know,
3: you, you don't look so good and you look like a dial of <laughs> But they turn into a beautiful symphony, a beautiful ballet out there. Just crossing and dropping, making plays. The Leafs are back, man. The core four has been activated, and they're about to steal another one in Tampa Bay. I don't know what the John Cooper press conference is going to look like, but it ain't going to be pretty. Wait, 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 The boys and boys are back! Let's go! Like, Biz, from shift to... From coach! From game Less to game, credible. he's like, up... Roll the clips! Yeah, no. Roll the clips! <laughs> Biz... Nasty. I'm a big fan. of Proud member the of the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. They don't didn't win the series yet.
2: So <laughs> you got to back. play in the alumni game.
3: They uh, they have uh, lost, I believe it's 10 straight games when they could win a series. They've not won a series in nearly two decades, and they will get a chance. They don't play tomorrow night. They don't play until Thursday if, uh, if memory serves. From I don't know why. They a couple nights off, but they have a couple nights off. And at the, from, from the Tampa standpoint, you're going, holy crap, we really probably should be up 3-1, and instead we're down 3-1. And there's Ryan O'Reilly, former Blues captain, playing a large role in it with the uh, game-tying goal this past weekend. And in both cases, the Leafs have come back, down 4-1, to with about 10 minutes left in the third period last night. And uh, the Lightning have had this run, man. Uh, I mean, it it goes back to the year the Blues won the Cup. They were the president's trophy-winning team, and they got swept out of the first round by the the Blue Jackets. And then they've had this run, and they've had this run, and this is the kind of situation where you really should truly be up 3-1 to and uh, that you might go, okay, maybe that will be the beginning of the end for that core in Tampa that has provided incredible amounts of success.
1: What's great about this series is there's no better there's no team you want more down three one than Tampa and there's no team you want you're less. actually correct
3: up. on this analysis and I you, agree with t-
1: there's no team you want less up three one than Toronto Toronto are clearly the better team in terms of just athletes and I mean star power on their top four but man dude I I, I hope this goes seven it seems like at least gonna go six I feel like Tampa to take one you know they were they should have won that game so I love this series. And I'm hoping for You Patty see a little, see a little value on uh,
3: 100%. taking one
1: hundred percent. I'm wondering me, what the see number what's going would on be on the, the next series. game in the at the at the Lightning's
3: barn. No, it's in it's in Toronto. Yeah, it's in Toronto, and that place will be buzzing. Oh yeah. Ooh. Let me see what's going on with that number. That's serious. God, I, watch. W- I wonder if it's. What am going to throw out? Plus nine hundred on the Lightning. That to be my guess on the series price. Hmm, that's a little bit So the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup at this point plus sixty six hundred.
1: Oh, that seems like a nice little value there. Just, right, but in sure. one game. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: let's see. To win the East, they are plus four thousand. I'd like to find series prices and see what the hell's yeah. here. We go series prices. Uh, the Lightning to win that series down three one plus seven fifty.
1: Wow. I mean that's meaty enough to where I would I, I would take a sniff. You, Toronto man. Can't close it out. I would love to be at that game in Toronto. That would be fun as hell.
2: Are 3-1 leads in uh, hockey very insurmountable in this Dave,
1: series? it been done plenty of times, if i not mistaken. Oh,
3: it's, best the best math best. still holds up. It's around 95% closeout yeah. rate, if memory serves. But when you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, it, it is not 95%. <laughs> right. uh, track record procedures. Uh, for the record, uh, another great series that's going on. You just got to stay up late to watch at Kings and Oilers. That's tied at two apiece. Bruins can close out. The Panthers, if you're interested in winning $100 on that, you'll have to bet $5,000 on the Bruins. <laughs> uh, so that kind of gives you an idea Still of pressing. where that thing is. That. And uh, the Leafs are minus 1400 to win their series. Weird series with the Rangers and Devils. Uh, the home team is 0-4, and the series is 2-2 as uh, the Rangers lost both at the Garden. Devils are minus 105 to win that. I love the Stanley Cup playoffs, man. I can't get enough of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So Patty Maroon and the Lightning. That uh, Patty Maroon match at Meadowbrook might be coming up sooner than we thought.
2: Yeah, boy, we're gonna have to get our game sharp. Yeah. If, uh, Panger's
3: gonna come a callin' whenever he's done calling yeah, games. Wait
2: for, yeah, so we'll have till Panger's done calling games,
1: but you
3: know. Patty yeah. Maroon still can hoist the chalice this year. And if oh. we throw a hundred on it that we get sixty six hundred.
1: Yeah, that'll boy. That would be great. I'm going to wear a Ryan O'Reilly Leafs jersey just to set the tone early in the yeah. sh- in the match. That's I, think, what you're
2: going. I think you could take that.
1: It won't be one, yeah. I don't want Panger jumping in. But.
3: <laughs> uh, guys, O'Reilly and Tarasenko both netting a couple goals in their respective series so far. That's from former fan page moderator Neil Allen Craig Paquette. Uh, And then it's uh, it's just tidbits here. Uh, Do these fats not understand the podcast is always up instantly on YouTube? It's called rewinding. I'm tired of all the bitching about the podcast feeds. Tired of it. That's from the retired air marshal. No, I mean, how wonderful is that to get some support? I I like it. But, again, we like
1: the podcast to be up and quick. We like all formats to be ready and available for our listeners. Now, when one isn't, though, they shouldn't think at the end of the world either so i think you got to have it both ways where i understand they want it immediately we want that for you but there are other alternatives i'm glad that was pointed out
3: uh butch patrick's werewolf that is back he's been relegated to his basement Derek from orange theory now lives upstairs and his children are calling him uh dad and that's that's tough for butch patrick's werewolf doll and he says tag teaming is a lot cooler when you're allowed to tag in Butch Patrick's werewolf doll.
2: Yeah, I bet. That's probably a tough beat.
3: (laughs) Uh, I promise Iggy wouldn't screw up the podcast. Get this KG and O-Town guy out of here. That's from Uncle Cucker. How about that?
2: It's my last day. You won't have to worry about me tomorrow. Oh, my God. Are you resigning? No, Doug's back. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Iggs, you want to put
2: the podcast up? I have no idea how to do that. (laughs) Back at the old station, I did, but I always had a problem with Lipson. Yeah. And if yes. Lipson didn't work, I had nothing. What right do I use
3: danger. here? Megaphone. 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 But it used to be something that was Podcast, podcast one, one the first year? Mm-hmm. If I sponsor the video for the Panger Maroon match, will I see return on investment by 2030? Thanks, Steve. And Wildwood, he goes by Chairman Steve. Isn't
1: that ballpark? I would say it'd be a good Christmas gift for the <laughs> listeners.
3: Uh, let's see. Uh, the guy in the fan page who posts every Flaherty start complaining about him is the biggest loony tune in that insane asylum of an HD2 radio show fan page. That's from Mr. Slave.
2: I don't know. Do, do they think we like monitor the fan page like the S and P 500? Like I just I you don't monitor
3: the S and P 500.
2: I I couldn't read that what just is like that? I couldn't. Exactly. Good Could call, Plough. I um, think I'm
3: too poor for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like I, I just I, we don't see everything. I just, this horse semen thing was another thing. I just, oh
3: yeah, I, we never got to the horse semen thing. I guess
2: there was a guy by Biggie's slanging horse semen. Count me. Like up.
3: like on the middle of the road. That's a very active. Uh, Spot to be. On no, Watson
2: there? Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily do that. Wow, one-way streets. Um, but who who would be, like, buying? Because I assume it's very expensive. Horse semen. Yeah, if you're going to race horse semen. Yeah, it's expensive stuff. They sell a lot. Of the, the
3: Danny bar. Tanner has no room to talk. He is the most unoriginal TMA emailer ever. That's from Trill So now we have listener warfare wow. going on. Uh, sweet, sweet. Kai says, Iggy, you're so quiet today. I miss you. That's sweet, sweet kind. I don't think I'm quiet. Just jump in when we're talking about something I'm going to talk about. Uh, Monitor the S&P 500, another example of the virgin rubbing our noses in it. That's from Show Ombudsman in March 23, Milagro Tequila, Listener of the Month, Colts columnist Brian Hinchin.
2: I don't know anything about any of that. So now you're denying it, even though you said... Well, I can use the reference. I like that and answer. Under, I, I don't can,
1: know anything about any of that.
2: Well, I, I can make a reference to something, even if I don't necessarily like do it. Like, I know what the S&P 500 is, but I don't <laughs> monitor it
3: because I don't know what I'm looking at. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the designer heating and cooling. Email of the day! <laughs> Sup? Email wins. None. Dick pics on file. Short, no. Just fat. Balding, just confidence. Cardinals, just bad. Wrestling, fake. Dating apps, Swipe. Photos by mail, Kenny, Jackson, Analyst, KG, Demotion, Plowsy, Long John, Timmy, a god, me, Horny, grope it, stroke it, poke it, get it, got it, flock it, Flocky the Smurf. Flocky the Smurf. Look, it's no secret that we all admire Tim McKernan. He built St. Louis's longest-running morning show from the ground up. But since Doug's been gone, he is single-handedly carrying the load and could use some help from the rest of you guys. For instance, Iggy has started disappearing in the middle of segments to take care of such urgent matters like taking a leisurely dump or refilling his cup that's already full. Sometimes he simply wanders around outside and harasses unsuspecting strangers while he pretends to smoke. It's not cool. TMA used to have legitimate, recognizable talent, but aside from Tim, this whole operation now rests on the shoulders of a poverty-stricken hummingbird enthusiast who doesn't know when to stop talking and has mastered the art of exhaling violently. Then there's the stone twink who can't stop French kissing his lunchable directly into the microphone while he scrolls Twitter and forgets to press the right button to get the show on the air. I
1: did it.
3: Hal Plowsy even skipped work to watch an infant participate in an egg hunt three weeks after Easter was over. TMA's executive producer is a 24-year-old virgin with no previous experience in radio who had quit his job in a heartbeat if Dennis Gates asked him to be the water boy from Mizzou basketball. And don't forget the listener off the streets who inexplicably transitioned from being an occasional emergency fill-in to being trusted with running TMA's social media accounts. Let's we'll start off the streets. Right. Come on, now. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love what KG brings to the table, but do you guys really need the same number of producers at the Dan Patrick show? <laughs> yes. That's
1: funny.
3: I've composed a song in the hopes that the hottie who fled the country will actually be back in studio tomorrow. Some shows have guests and some shows don't, and some of us are wondering why. My stepdad won't watch the YouTube feed because Piven left us high and dry. Tim needs some help. The old guy won't shut up. A thousand hijacks, a million words. Iggy's breath was heard. The khaki one has been gone so long the listeners are starting to cry. Strode breathes real hard and rambles on and every story is clearly a lie. Tim needs some help. Please play some drops, a thousand coffee slurps, a million lip smacks. I wish Doug was back. That's from the JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. And finally, good morning, St. Louis. My name is Bush Stadium, and I have a statement I'd like to have read from a local sports YouTube show that looks to be broadcasting from a plywood coffin lined with wallpaper in the basement of a cave. After several years of serving as your state-of-the-art sporting facility, I will be entering talks with the River City Rascals and St. Gerard-Magella fourth-grade T-ball squad unless a new professional team can be built within the next three years. I love some of the interesting parts of St. Louis and its deep-fried food culture. (laughs) But the Cardinals are an old, dilapidated club built from other teams' spare parts, and its very foundation is rotting away. I had every intention to stay here for the duration of my career as a ballpark But given that I haven't seen any realistic long-term plans for improving my resident team's ramshackle condition, and I keep seeing a middle-aged guy beating off on his balcony every night around 3 a.m. yelling, Hey, boys! I would be lying if I said I wasn't seriously considering taking my services elsewhere. The fact that St. Louis hasn't given this stadium the sort of beautiful, well-designed team it deserves is a travesty. Let's face it, the Cardinals have been falling apart for years, frankly. I find myself wondering if it's even safe for my fans to be near the team. When I came here in 2006, they promised me a good team with skinny fans and name-brand sodas. I was warned by the Loop Trolley and Chesterfield Mall that I should look elsewhere, that this city was set in its ways and not focused on rebuilding, that they were simply using me as a means to make money. I was young and brash, and I didn't listen. Now that I am more mature and have settled in a bit, I realize that I have to do what is best for me and my family. Thank you for your time, and if any of you know a Mr. Licks, please tell him he left his preloaded vanilla gift card at one of my concession stands after it was declined for a small souvenir cup of Dr. Thunder and a chicken finger basket with three extra cups of ranch. Best, that's from Bush Stadium. And finally, I'm sorry, we have a late entry here. Uh, Buck Swope is struck. The Cardinals are in a tailspin. Marmol's in over his head. Jimmy Buckets put 56 on Giannis and the Bucks. LeBron wheeled the Lakers to victory over John the Grizz. And what's the media in this town talking about? Some five foot seven inch sad who's such a loser that he walks around his neighborhood crying and has so little going on in his life that he's willing to spend high five figures and effectively waste a year of his life in rehab off of the grand prize of being able to lie and say he's six foot on the dating apps. I'm sure it's just a coincidence that there's an uptick in erotic stories being able to email to Tim by Jackson. You're the one sending these to me. Not at all. Uh, oh, Jackson's friends following a weekend where Jackson and a dozen of his male friends drove six hours to the taint of Tennessee to play golf in the mud, watch the NBA playoffs, and beat off. Always great to hear Mr. Licks call in and make an ass of himself. One percenters don't call into HD2 Radio to bitch about the fan page. (laughs) Nothing screams insecurity more than the need to constantly crap on the common upper-middle class. Although I do like his idea of forcing people to prove they've spent an hour outside before posting on the fan page would do wonders for their physical and mental health. Quiet show for Iggy, but I'm glad he got to weigh in on the definition of a cuck for the 500th time. Iggy never wavers. For a sitch to be a cuck, there must be cheating or it must involve berating. If she don't berate, then a cuck does not equate. That is from Buck Swope, and that's what we have for the design, air, heating, and cooling email. Of the day you get to lead things off. Not a great batch, um, but I'll go with Swope. Buck Swope gets your vote. Uh, Jackson, the best. Uh, you get... Uh... JV Golf Coach. Wow, and that puts the action on me. Very... <sighs> Yeah, I think i go JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach, you have won the designer heating and cooling email there. What does that make the standings
2: now? Uh, JV Golf Coach has six wins. Dragon Slayer has four. And then Slope Gunter, here at the Sharkle House, Brian Henschen, and Carlos Spicy Wiener each have a win.
3: Wow, pass. wow, wow. JV Golf Coach heading down the stretch with, uh, what, four more days? Three more days. Yeah. And the month of uh, April. Plus, don't forget, to kill List of the Month. We'll be deciding that at the end of the week as well. Don't forget, TMA a Day at the Ballpark, tmastl.com. It's reading your tickets, $30 for fuel box seats, and that includes $12 in concessions. tmastl.com. Jackson, I got to go get our asses ripped, but Taylor Twelman is going to join us now at 1030. So oh, there yeah. we go. Oh. Talking it over about doggies with him. Uh, looking forward to that. Always enjoy talking it over with him. We'll certainly be talking Cardinals. That's coming up. This is Ben the Ryan Kelly, Morning After, from the McGlobalch Series. Thank <laughs> you.